People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl Besner, your relationship and communication coach here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, where we're always talking about life, love, and lust. And today's topic of conversation is, well, how do we meet the one? Like, have you been going on on a lot of first dates wondering when you're going to meet the person that you are going to live with and grow with and nurture a relationship together with? Well, My guest today, a little bit later on, is from a company called It's Just Lunch, and it's a matchmaking company, and it happens to be international, so no matter where you're listening from, you can join the conversation, and you can reach out to one of their matchmakers, and by the way, when I started my coaching, I was writing a blog called 365 Days Fine Love. A lot of you know that. But if you want to see a little bit more about It's Just Lunch, go to my YouTube station and look for an It's Just Lunch. There's actually two parts to it that really give you an inside look as I explore the possibility of joining that company. Now, I have a secret that I'm going to share with you about my relationship status a little later on in the show. So you gotta stick with us today to see what it is that I'm going to reveal to you and how things changed my life around. And, um, well, a lot of insights about matchmaking. What do you think about matchmaking, by the way? Do you think it's something that you would do? Or, for instance, if you're in a relationship, is something you would recommend a friend or a loved one to do? I got to tell you, I used to be in the matchmaking business, and now I'm really focusing on the coaching and meeting new people at my workshops and in my retreats because I love that aspect of it. And introducing people to their paramour was so special to me. But it's funny, for me, I had to just concentrate on self-development because I really do believe that that's where it all starts from. You know, my motto is love your life and your love life is going to happen. And I know that to be true. I lived it. And I know you're living it or you can live it if you're not already. So stick with us today as we look at that. Don't forget, when you go to YouTube, you can see a whole bunch of my videos and all the different things that I offer you. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because I'm always sharing tips with you. And today's labor of love, by the way, is not a separate segment. It's mixed into my whisper of the week with you. You know that intimate moment that I share every week at the end of the show? Well, your labor of love technique for this week is built right into that inspiration. So stick around right to the end because that's when you and I really get close and personal with each other and where I try and inspire something for the week for you to carry forward. So don't miss that. Now let's just jump into the conversation of the week. A lot of you did write to me about matchmaking and that was something on Facebook this week that seemed to be very prevalent. So instead of just reading one email or one Facebook message that I received like I do every week, I'm just going to put them all together because it was all the same thing. It was basically, well, isn't matchmaking something that people do when they're desperate? If they have to pay for it, does that make it mean that, well, you're not 
catchable? Is it mean you're not dateable? Is it mean you can't be in a relationship or attract the right kind of person? So it's all of this melded into one. One big question. What is matchmaking and who goes to it? And are they desperate? So to answer that and to get into conversation about that, I am going to welcome Dr. Philip Morphew all the way from Australia in our wise words of whispers from down under. Hey, Dr. Phil. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, listeners. Great to be back on and great to be sharing insight and sage wisdom with you all. Yeah, it's like Soulful Reflections, Dr. Phil's book. Don't forget, you can get it on Amazon or through his site. So, Phil, you know, when I was in matchmaking and when I was meeting people, and still today when I talk about matchmaking, a lot of people are like, well, you got to be pretty desperate to pay. And I said, well, actually, no, sometimes you're just really busy or sometimes you're not comfortable walking up to total strangers or sometimes you just keep meeting the wrong kind of person and you just want to meet the right person and just get to a relationship. What do you think about matchmaking? Well, it's interesting, Cheryl. I I did a bit of research on matchmaking and matchmaking has been part of history and culture's for tens of thousands of years, for That's a long right. while. Yeah. Right? That hey, was like, no, think about the, the shtetls and everything. You always had a matchmaker. And, and you know what? Even in our own lives, when someone says, hey, come on out for a dinner tonight. I really got someone I'd love you to meet. Our friends do matchmaking. Our friends connect us to people. It's, it's a, just another way of connecting to possibly that person you you may fall in love with and and have a beautiful, engaging, energizing, committed relationship. I think it also just is, I think it's actually quite wise because it it really focuses down on that compatibility or the, the likes and the similarities for people. And I think it just cuts a lot of the rubbish out um, that happens in trying to find that person. Well, because a lot of people keep making the same mistake. A lot of people who are not in relationships, it's because they keep choosing the same kind of person and that is obviously not working for them. So yeah, what a matchmaker does, it takes away the emotional part of it, the, the, where your heart normally goes to and tries to really focus on what you need and, and what you're looking for in a person and just go for those values, those lifestyles, those goals that you want. And, you know, it's like the proverbial, I love a bad boy. Well, if you're going to keep choosing a bad boy or you're going to keep choosing somebody who's damaged, you're going to end up in the same relationship, right? It's like trying to constantly choose people that you're going to fix their life for them, oh, right? God. You're the hero. Key, key term, Cheryl, I'm going to fix them. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can tell you, if I had a dollar for every time I've heard that in my clinical practice, you know what? I would, I'd have a lot of money in the bank. Now, what <laughs> it is, you know, these people, like different relationships that I've seen over the years, especially in first and second and third and fourth relationship, they always go back to their default. It's a little bit like our computer system. In our office, we have a number of printers and a printer is connected to a computer or we can actually bypass that one, go to a new printer. Now, what happens is we all have default settings and what we need to do is get in and change those because we're going to default back to type. And the type's not what we think, you know, dark hair, whatever. The type is 
where is that emotional need that we've wanted? Where is that um, emotionally unavailable father? Where is that first love who, who we gave up our virginity to that ended up treating us like crap? You know, and then we're trying to rekindle or we're trying to refix. We're, that's the type. That's the DNA that goes back to. And I think matchmaking is a good way of, you know, keeping us real to what it is we truly want. And a good matchmaker actually sees that there has been some challenges or some faults along the way or, or some little hiccups and can maybe be able to wind people or guide people away from that. Um, well, that's, a, that's where the coaching comes in. And a lot of matchmakers yeah, do the coaching, absolutely. but that's why, you know, for myself, I really wanted to stay with the coaching and, and helping people really go inside themselves to find out what it is that's making them tick. Because when you know what you're, what was, what's going on inside of you, you know what void it is that you keep filling with the, with the same type of relationship. You know, mm. there, there's something from your past or, and it doesn't have to be from childhood, often it is, but there's something there. And, and I, don't, I don't know about you, but in my practice, I don't focus on that. We just try and identify what, what the same chain is. Like, where do yeah, you keep going? I'll get it. What is the once they see it. And once they see it, and it's so funny because sometimes you're sitting there with somebody and you're going through it and you're having them tell the stories and you're trying to connect it and show them, you know, the events and how they keep repeating themselves and it can take months. And then all of a sudden a light goes off and they go, wow, I just went out yesterday with somebody and it was so refreshing because they were so different, but I chose differently. Like I stepped out of my norm and then it, they feel so refreshed and accomplished because they're well, seeing results. Hey, yeah, well, it, it's interesting. I, uh, <laughs> I matched up two of my clients. <clears throat> one, was a, one was a young guy or a young guy, early, early to mid-30s, you know, cut body, guns. He's, he's, got, he's got all that body thing going on. But his, his type or his default was all these very plastic-enhanced women that probably ate a piece of celery at best, um, had very low... Uh, internal self-worth but this great external persona and I said mate this is really interesting with you you keep going to this same girl and over the last 15 years I've looked after you I mean I think there's been about 20 girls that you've gone out they're all the same I said what is it you truly you know looking for and we found out what it was and actually I had this little Italian younger woman walk in she was homely and she was beautiful and she was had this radiance that just shone from the inside out. And I just made sure they came in at the same time. And lo and behold, they hit it off. He's the happiest guy. She is happy. She, and, and they can't, you know, they can't believe how happy they are. But what it was, was he thought the other was going to fill his bill. But in actual truth, it was to, his mother was very devoid, very disconnected with her emotions and had left the family when he was very young. So he was in some way unconsciously moving back towards his mother. In fact, he wanted the love and the nurture. And that's what happened. Now, a good matchmaker, I'm not a good matchmaker, but <laughs> a good matchmaker sorts that stuff out really well. Really you know? fast. That's where and the money and sometimes, sometimes people don't see it. Even when, you know, I, I can tell you there are people who are together today, years later, that I matched up. 
And when I first introduced them, there was something, but then it was like, well, you know, she's too unavailable. She's busy with her child or, you know, we're at a different stage. And I was like, well, you're really not. You're just thinking that way because that's what you're used to. You, you know, there is certain amount of compromise, but give it some time. And in many cases, and one in particular that I'm thinking of right now, they ended up connecting four months later once he wrapped his head around it and said, okay, she has a child, but well, we really do have a lot in common. You know, we do have these things. And two years later, they're happily together. They are growing together. They have the daughter with them and their relationship is blooming. It's because his default was to go back to what he knew and what he thought he needed. And he wasn't open to everything else, the lifestyle, the values and the the ultimate goal of where you want to be. And that's part of the process, right? Absolutely. Cheryl, as always, we could be here for hours. I know, I know, I know. But we have to wrap it up. I hope you enjoy our wise whispers from down under. So it's always wise whispers from down under. And we don't mean under the sheets. We mean from (laughs) Australia. Dr. Phil, thank you for joining me today. And listeners, let's keep this conversation going. Stay with me right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl as I welcome my special guest from It's Just Lunch. And if you want to take a break right now while we're on a break and go check out my YouTube. And again, remember, It's Just Lunch is there. You will get an inside view as to exactly what It's Just Lunch does. Stay tuned as we await Layla Kodar, who is going to be joining me any moment. Stick around right to the end of the show also for those intimate whispers between you and me here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. All right, we are back. Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And I told you just before the break that I had a secret to share with you. And it's about my life. Not that it's that important to you, but in this context, it is to know this secret. And the secret is, I'm in a relationship, and this relationship was through a matchmaker. Yes. When I started writing 365 Days to Find Love and then started my show, Solo in the City, it was all about doing everything I could to open myself up and be open to a relationship and call in the one. And I did, but I also called in all the help that I could get, which included getting online and several matchmakers. I had a little bit of an advantage because I knew everybody in the business from my business and everybody was interested in being the one who would match me up. And lo and behold, I met the man that I wanted to continue on with and have a beautiful lasting relationship. Three years into it, we're still going strong, and I thank goodness that there are matchmakers out there. So today, I wanted to introduce you to somebody from a company, and it's a unique matchmaking company, and I'm going to let her describe exactly how it works. And as a matter of fact, if you go back to my blog, 365 Days to Find Love, you will find a video about the company. It's just lunch. So I want to introduce you to Layla Kodar. She is in Toronto. She is, as I said, an elite matchmaker with It's Just Lunch. And it's a personalized dating service for busy professionals. So they kind of do all the work for you and you just have to show up and have some fun meeting new people. Layla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cheryl. It's great to be here. Oh, it's so much it's so much fun exposing this type of advantage in today's world where people are so busy and our lives are so busy, and especially people like myself, but that we are later in life and coming out of long-term relationships and don't necessarily know where to start dating and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. Companies like It's Just Lunch are just there for a purpose. And I I really wanted people to really see what is so special about your company and matchmaking and why you got into it. So let's start with that. Matchmaking. Let's get into it. So, you know, matchmaking is an interesting industry. I've always enjoyed, you know, connecting people and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed bringing people together. Um, I also enjoy having, you know, intimate and personal conversations, and my intuition really helps, I think, in the field that I'm in. I do have a background in consulting, image consulting, and styling. So um, I happened to meet the owner um, of It's Just Lunch, and uh, I basically fell into it. I like the concept. Um, I like the fact that it's very personalized, and It's Just Lunch really takes away the overthinking and the, you know, the the time management. Our clients come to us, we go through an initial interview and really get to know what it is that, you know, the person is looking for. And And it really is in depth. I have to to say it really is in depth because I did an interview with you (laughs) and you really... I I do remember that. Yeah, it was uh, many years ago and, and I was there for a good two hours, I remember. 
Yeah, the interview is very important. That helps us really understand where you're coming from. You know, we get to know our clients' lifestyles, what it is they're looking for in a potential partner, and what a relationship for them specifically looks like, because it's different for everybody. Right. From there, you know, we go through some details like, you know, parameters, criteria, and see where there's some wiggle room and where there are non-negotiables. And uh, take it from there. We work with a strong matchmaking team. They don't do anything online. Uh, we, we literally have met and interviewed all of our clients. So based on that, that's how we go into the matchmaking process and find specific matches for each individual. So I want to ask you, you talked about wiggle room and criteria. Do most people come in? And, and I know because, you know, I used to be in the matchmaking business. Now I'm really concentrated on just on coaching and retreats and my workshops mm-hmm. to try and people just like learn to love their life and then the love life happens. But my question right? is, uh, when I was doing matchmaking and when I am coaching, I see people come in with these long lists. Do you experience that? And how do you help them kind of bring that list into something a little bit more doable, let's well, say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing is, so, you know, I really feel that this whole process, it's not just about matchmaking and finding, you know, the love of your life, but it's a lot of self-development, you know, because yeah. I, I get it. A lot of people have these, um, you know, deal breakers and things that are really important, but I like to focus more on what you do want rather than what you don't want. Redirect the energy into something positive. And then the, you, you got to let go. Um, I do have a lot of clients, of course, that come in and they have, you know, he's got to be this tall, you know, um, he, he has to have this type of education. And there are certain things that are very important and of, are valuable, uh, but you also have to let, let it breathe, you know? Um, right. Because if you talk to a lot of people who are in amazing relationships, I guarantee, and you ask them, um, how was it when you first met? What did you, what did you think of that person? A lot of the time it wasn't sparks and it wasn't, you know, there weren't a lot of things that were fully aligned, but it's the way you felt with the person. It's an energy. So, you know, I think there's got to be a balance and that's where we're here to gear the person into the right direction and help them kind of open up and understand, you know, and filter through what are the really hard non-negotiables and what are you willing to compromise on? Yeah. And that's something that I'm always dealing with my clients as well. And the first thing that I would do when we start doing coaching or workshops is to discover your lifestyle values and goals, which is, you know, my standard Mm -hmm. LVGs, everybody, you hear me talk about it all the time. And, and it's interesting because one of the first things you said is somebody will come in and, and, and you were talking about a woman saying, you know, I want a man this tall. And that's usually so many people, you know, have that, that imagery in their head of what that person yeah. look like. And that happens to be on a lot of women's lists until they start going through the process. And for instance, physical yeah. attraction does start to go down on the list as your values come to the forefront. So for instance, That's I'm, so I'm true. who's mm-hmm. my height. And when I'm in heels, I'm quite a bit taller. And you know what though? His character is so strong. It doesn't bother him. And my character it overpowers is strong. that. I need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you allow other things to become the most important things that you're looking for in a partner, right? Absolutely. Exactly. You know, um, not, no one's perfect and no one's going to ever fit that, you know, um, that list that you have. And actually the universe could have something so much better for you that you couldn't have even imagined. So you got to set aside. 
it's, a, it's always the difference between what I want and what I need. And the universe tends to give us what mm-hmm. we need and not necessarily what we want. So do you think you that, um, yep. yeah, in your experience and at Inch Just Lunch, by the way, there's people listening to this all over the world. And it's not just in Toronto, it's just lunch, right? It's, it's, it's cost. Oh, it's international. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, huge. So, yeah. so for instance, if somebody is living in New York and is listening to the show, they could and want to move to Toronto, for instance, they could be calling you, mm. right? Then exact, absolutely, yeah. Contact us and we'll definitely take, take care of them. Yeah, so I just wanted to let everybody know that when you're sitting at home. And, and we do have some clients that, yeah, that, you know, live between, you know, here and maybe New York or Montreal and Toronto. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah. somebody comes into your office. Do you think in your experience that men or women, or is it the same, come in with the same desires or the same list? Let's say the length of the list. Is it the length of the list longer or shorter for male or female? You know what? I, I think I find that the list, it's a little bit longer, I would say, with the females. And uh, I think just, you know, sometimes women put a little bit more thought in terms of, you know, our personal lives and things like that. Men have a tendency to be a touch more open or just, you know, go with the flow. So, yeah, definitely the the women's lists are a little bit more uh, specific, that's for sure. Right. And I think that's, that's even why, for instance, and I, and I think it touches on what you just said, that their men's list is a little shorter and a little more open. And I think that is why women, off, you will hear women often say, well, there's, you know, five women for every man, there's not enough men. Well, it's not true. It's just that the men are more open to a broader scope. That's exactly, yeah. Well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way the world is right now. You know, women are are dominant now in the workforce. Women are very dominant in the colleges, which means that they're taking up a lot more of the professional status. And and that means Mm -hmm. that their economic, you know, their income is higher. And a lot of the women expectations get higher. Exactly. And a lot of the women that come to my retreats and when we start working for it, or even with my, my in, in sessions and on one-on-ones, they will say to me, well, I want a man who can match my income at least or do better. And the fact is mm-hmm. some of these women are seven, seven digit earners and there aren't a lot of men necessarily doing that who are in your age bracket, who are available. So it's about, as I said, <laughs> Shifting the expectations to saying, well, do you want somebody who's a great partner, who will be good to your kids, who will help you, you know, in your social life and, and, mm-hmm. and be a great fit for that? And if you have to take up a little bit of the financial slack, are you okay with that? And Well, you exactly. Should, you have to look at the whole picture and break it down. That's it. And, and, and I will mm-hmm. say this, and, I, and credit to women, when you do break it down, because they, they are very philosophical and they, they think about the whole picture more like than what you're talking, like you, that same thing that you said about the man. Mm-hmm. By the end of 48 hours on a retreat, they're a little bit more open once you do the, <laughs> once you do the numbers. That's, that's and great. <laughs> <laughs> I need a link to those, uh, the, the, those events, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will be happy to share it with you. No, but yeah, I, I think yeah. sometimes, you know, women feel that, you know, th- there are all these challenges to meet. And I'm like, well, there are, but you can meet those challenges. You just have to be very open and 
lower the expectations on something that is not attainable, you know, because we do have the same, it doesn't mean lower your expectations as to your partner and your values. It just means lower Mm -hmm. what it is as far as that list goes. We're going to continue this. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Opening it up is, is a big part of this. And, And I think I know for myself, that was for me a part of opening up and, and looking at different, well, for me, it was different demographics, meaning not just within my neighborhood, because I didn't want to date somebody from my community necessarily. Anyway, we're going to get to that and a lot more coming up. Stay with us here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl as we talk about successful relating, dating, and mating with our guest, Leila Kuder from It's Just Lunch. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and you know I'm your relationship coach and communication expert, and today we are talking about successful relating, dating, and mating. And joining me is Leila Coder from It's Just Lunch, based in Toronto, but again, it's international, and we want to talk more about, well, matchmaking. And I'm wondering, are you open to it? What do you think? If you're sitting home alone right now, do you want to make your next first date your last? Well, Leila can maybe help you with that. So, Leila, we were talking yeah. about your, your company First of all, it's just lunch. What are your demographics? You know, we have a wide range of clients. I would say the bulk of our clients are probably in the 30s to 50s range, uh, but we do definitely have a little bit younger and uh, some older as well. All right. Well, last, last, on one of my last shows, actually, we were talking about the fact that a woman had written into me and she was kind of taken aback because she went to see a matchmaker and she was sitting waiting for her interview for her first interview for a profile Mm -hmm. and she was talking to a gentleman and 
he was saying that he was going to have his third meeting because he was going to be introduced to a third person and um, was very excited to see this person's profile. And the woman wrote into me and she was saying that she was kind of offended afterwards because she went in to meet the matchmaker after the gentleman had come back out. And first of all, she didn't like the fact that he was going on a third date, even though he had told her he liked the first woman he met, but also that then the matchmaker told her that because she was 58 years old and the man was 59, that she had no matches for her, that it was, you know, a, a no-go and she wasn't going to take her on on a client. So do mm. you, yeah, and I know I, for anybody who missed that show, go back and listen to it because I, I think that we really covered about matchmaking and how you vet your matchmakers as well so you don't waste your time or their time but talk to us about you were saying 30 to 50 year olds the older woman and the older gentleman and what's the difference of um, taking on that client versus not right well so and every matchmaker is different you know so right. they they definitely know their database um, now, when I say the bulk of our clients are between 30s and 50s, that's the bulk. We, we definitely have some older. We definitely have younger ones. Now, when the, this is the whole reason it is a process. And the interview process is, of course, for the client to see that they feel that this is a good fit for them. And it's also an interview for us to see if we can take them on as a client and we have what it is that they're looking for. Um, so when we go through the interview process and get to know, um, you know, the dynamics, uh, where they're at in terms of their uh, age range that they're comfortable dating, um, you know, ethnicity, what their um, maybe like spiritual religion background is. From there, we're we're sifting through our our actual database in our minds, and we can set the tone and let them know, hey, this is you know realistic, and we definitely have uh, you know some great candidates for you, or you know this might not be the best option for you. You might have to look at other avenues. Now, I have no problem telling the clients that or potential clients that, you know, it's got right. to gotta work for everybody. So do you, do you think that, uh, for instance, uh, when somebody calls you, the expectation of coming in for a meeting that they, they think that yeah. they're automatically going to be taken on as a client from other matchmakers or from yourself? Like, how do you, how do you, mm. how well, do you? So it usually, though, well, usually, Cheryl, we do start with a phone interview. Um, and that's that, that's really to just get a bare understanding, you know, to kind of scratch the surface and see where they're at. From there, uh, if we feel, okay, this sounds, you know, good and um, we have a nice pool for them, that's when we would invite them in for a one-on-one -on -one interview and take right. it from there and then look at options. Yeah. So we definitely first do a phone interview and see if uh, if there's anything to explore with this. All right, so so we are looking at, for instance, in this particular case, a uh, 58-year-old woman, and her bottom question to mm -hmm. me was on this letter is she was told by the matchmaker that she met, and again, I don't know where this woman lives. It, it could be anywhere because she sent it in through mm -hmm. an email. But do you think that she she was told basically that no matchmaker would take her on? And that it was basically hopeless for her as far as matchmakers. Do you think that, so that, that that's ridiculous? No, because I do have a lot of clients actually in their sixties and seventies who are doing great <laughs> <laughs> and they're having fun. And uh, no, really, you know, and, th and this is that bracket too. You know, uh, think of it. It's, it's a lot of people who have been widowed now, or you know, um, they've been divorced now for a very long time, and. This is now the retirement age where, you know, they're really looking into now 
personal connections for themselves. They want to enjoy this chapter of their lives, you know, uh, with somebody. So mm-hmm. I find, um, yeah, I, I think, it may, and again, I don't know what who this matchmaker was or um, how she recruits or what her database looked like, but um, no, absolutely not. I think we definitely have a lot of clients in the 60s and 70s. Um, and it also depends, though, on her criteria. Did you? It depends on her age range, what she's comfortable with as well. A hundred percent. And that's one of the things yeah. that we talked about on, well, when I was responding to this email is your mm-hmm. criteria, not knowing everything because obviously her email didn't have everything there. And, and one thing I want to share with everybody who's listening is that exactly what Layla was saying is that there are a lot of matchmakers who are super successful with a more senior person because people mm-hmm. are starting to realize that they've been alone, let's say for 10 years their expectations that you talked about earlier might have been different than they are now. They're looking for companionship and they're not, it's not about settling. It's about being really open to just sharing your life. It becomes not about how tall or the pocketbook. It's about enjoying a bike ride or tennis or travel or dinners out or wine tastings. And that becomes part of shows, opera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of matchmakers out there, by the way, who just go 70 and up. And I, I was just coaching a woman who's 80 years old and she's flying all over the place, having a great time meeting new men. And she, she just met somebody, but she was kind of like, you know, done. And she says, oh, I haven't met somebody yet. And, and the matchmaker from, from uh, California actually asked me to work with her a little bit and we did a couple sessions and I said well are you still wanting to meet somebody she said yes I said so then don't give up they have a match for you get on that plane go meet the person and she go for it yeah and you know what it ended up it was a match sometimes I love it yeah so so you just gotta you, you gotta be open and try yeah, you have. And like I said, my part of my motto is love your life and your love life will happen. Well, just keep loving your life and enjoying, enjoying the process. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about how it works. So now I've come in and I've had my interview with you and you've accepted mm-hmm. clients. What's the next step? Yeah, so... So then we, once we get you on board for a, a tailored membership for whatever we feel works best, we'd introduce you to some of the other matchmakers. Um, and I think the more matchmakers they meet, the better. And uh, take a couple of photos in-house. And sometimes we will send our clients to a photographer as well. And that's it. We get their file all set up. And the matchmaking begins, I mean, usually within the next two or three days. Um, we usually do have a match in mind based on just connecting with that person on that first uh, one-on-one meeting, and we would connect with the potential match and tell them about each other. So when we, you know, just it's a blind date in essence, right? But you do, do they know see a lot the, about they see each other's pictures with it's just lunch because some matchmakers show uh, the not always no. depending on the membership. So, yeah, some of the memberships do offer the photo option, and others would be uh, a blind date. So that's where the matchmakers come in and describe the person to them. You know, we give you a description of physically what they look like, give you a rundown on, you know, a little bit of their professional and educational history and also relationship history as well. And, you know, some hobbies, interests, some real strong values that are important for them and really what they're looking for in a partnership. And then from there, we take care of all the work. We set up your first actual date 
which is not always lunch, by the way. <laughs> um, but, but it's, <laughs> that you know, was going to be the next question. Just, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the premise of it's just lunch, to call it it's just lunch, was to really take the pressure off. You know, right. well, lunch, you're in, you're out. There's a little bit of a time cap. Um, however, you know, day-to-day lives have gotten a lot busier, um, people's work schedules. So it's usually a drink after work. And sometimes we will do, like, a lunch if that fits as well. Um, but, yeah, we set up all the details for you. We'll choose the restaurant based on both parties' locations and make the reservations. All you do is show up, and hopefully it goes great. And if and not, just that's okay, too. We want to know why. Okay, so so here's my question for you, because everybody who listens to my show and, and has been part of a workshop or one of my retreats knows that I have a 45-minute first date rule. And uh, I'm wondering how you feel about that. You, well, you did mention most time, times it's a drink, and I just believe that you get a little sampling and you, you know, uh-huh. leave a little mystery and, and want sure, and why 45 to- minutes, not an hour? Um, it was just 45 minutes because if you have to go to 50 minutes, but it's like usually you just put it in there for that short period of okay. time. And it's just, it's just 45 minutes is the perfect amount of time, I think. Okay. And then you're in and you're What's that? And then you're in and you're out. And in hopefully and out. <laughs> there's a desire, desire to do it again. Leave mm-hmm. them wanting. Yeah, well, and that's, and that's just it. The, this meeting is to really see if you want to see this person again, if you're open mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, 45, you know, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, when the, and the, the other reason for the 45 minute is it, it usually means that it's something not expensive, meaning it's a drink or it's a tea or, or a walk in the park, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Because I do find that a lot of men that I've worked with have complained about, you know, they're always going on these dates and it costs them money to go on dinner dates and, and it becomes an expensive thing to do. Well, to but I do think when you're investing in a matchmaker, if you're maybe meeting online or, you know, maybe a friend is setting you up, you know, with somebody, a coworker, fair enough. But I think if you are investing in a matchmaker, you know, this is where we're, we're vetting the matches for you. So there's definitely a quality person here for you. There's a lot of good things. Like we've, we've gone through um, a lot of details. We put a lot of work into it. So I think, and most of my clients do invest, probably I would say an average date runs from an hour and a half to two hours. Um, and I think that's a good thing because it gives them enough time to, you know, warm up the first couple of minutes. It's a little bit, you know, nerve-wracking, you're still kind of finding out, you know, a little bit about this person. You're going through a touch of the interview process. And then, you know, once you get comfortable, you're 20 minutes in. And then you'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. I I just think that I'm going to give you some more detail as to why I think it's the shorter is better from my perspective and why it's worked and didn't work in the past with my clients right here. And we're going to continue this conversation with Layla right after this. So stay with us on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. 
The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are still here with Layla from It's Just Lunch in Toronto. Well, she's based in Toronto, but again, this company is international. So wherever you are, if you're looking to make a match, you have to call. It's just lunch. So, Layla, we were talking yeah. before about the date, and you and I are having a little bit of a banter, and it's so much fun because you were saying that most of your dates are an hour and a half to two hours, and I was saying that when I was matchmaking and in my coaching, I always talk about that 45-minute date, and the reason is to give mm-hmm. somebody a taste of who you are and what you're looking for and what you want in a relationship and leave them wanting more with a little bit of mystery. And I understand mm-hmm. your, your point of view that somebody is paying you, it's, it's an investing and you're doing the work for them and doing the vet so you've chosen well for them. But, you know, there, there's, there's um, also a moment that it can get uncomfortable on a first date, you know, where you're not really sure what mm-hmm. to do and how to kind of flow with the conversation. So the re- that's what right. the is about not blocking out too much of your time. And I can tell you as a single woman, when I was in my 50s and I knew really what I'm looking for in, mm-hmm. in a partner, in a relationship, I went on a lot of dinner dates before I started my right. blog and learned about you know, relationships and communication that I wanted to crawl under the table. And, but I had made a dinner <laughs> And now I, I felt bad because the person ordered wine and the person ordered dinner and I'm stuck there. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do is, you know, waste my time with somebody and mm-hmm. waste somebody else's time and money. Well, and, on- here, and, here's, and here's the thing with that, too. Yeah, and I completely get where you're coming from with that. But a lot of times, too, and I tell my clients, you know what, there, there really shouldn't be anything as a bad date. If anything, you will get some sort of connection out of this. I have a lot of uh, clients who have met, and they didn't hit it off on a romantic level, but in the future, they've introduced that person to a friend of a friend, and they've made a love connection or even business connection. So I uh, think there 100%. is some value. Yeah. So I think there's some value in this because, again, like I said, you know, we've clients coming to IGL are really getting access to a certain quality, a certain roster. You're getting access to 
certain types of people. So I think, you know, see it as an opportunity and take it for that. And also, you, you, you never know. You never know what happens in the future. Um, well, that's but, one of the things yeah, that I think about just getting out there. When you're out there, and that's yeah. why I'm always saying, when you're out there, be open and, and talk to everybody. You know, you're sitting in a restaurant. Talk to the person beside you. She might be an 80-year-old woman who has a 50-year-old son who's now single and, and wants to introduce you. However, mm-hmm. I just want to tell you, there are such things as a bad date because I had been on a few doozies in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not fun, are they? <laughs> tell you. And they were professionals. Good stories. <laughs> oh, my God. And I could tell you a few stories where I was just like, you know, it was kind of like, here's the, here's the bad date. You turn on and, and this, is, this is about communication. So uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about this for a second, that, that first date, yep. right? But I want you to talk about this. Communication, it's about letting the other person speak and letting them ask you questions and having this dance. Mm-hmm. You know, I always call it the dance of love and communication because you need to allow each other the room to go back and forth like you and I are doing now. That's just and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've been on dates where I, it was like I pressed a button the minute I got into the car and the car door locked and they just went on for two and a half hours <laughs> where I just sat there and listened. And <laughs> yeah, well, and this is the beauty too with going through a professional service like it's just lunch. We're coaching our clients throughout the way. You know, we're we're here for them um, after the dates. We talk to them. We get their feedback. Try to understand, you know, what what it is that's going well for them. You know, what are some discrepancies? What are some other things we have to look out for moving forward? We're also learning about the other person through that person's feedback, right? And right. then collectively, we will share that if we feel there's a need to and there's uh, something to learn from it. You know, and it could be something so uh, body language, and that's a huge one, um, especially, yeah. you know, for women. Uh, women are very, um, yeah, like men are very black and white. So unless you're doing the eye contact, you, you know, touch them or, you know, smiled, they don't know if you're interested or not. Right? So right. body language is a big one. Yeah. So we're always there every step of the way to kind of guide, help. And, you know, this is self-development really in essence, right? Do you do, you do any mock dates with your clients? Let's say, for instance, if you, <laughs> if you put them on a couple dates and yeah. uh, keep getting the same feedback, do you do a mock date so you can it's help It's funny you ask that. We, we don't typically, we have done it. We have I love done it. Here, it it was necessary to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love doing that. And as a matter of fact, um, uh, oftentimes when I am bringing in a new coaching client who has said to me, you know, I've been single for five years, I'm just not meeting anybody, and I could be male or female, I actually meet them out in public. And I usually get there, well, not usually, I'm always there early. And I watch, mm-hmm. I watch their body language as they come through the door. I watch how they right. stand, how, how they are focusing and how they are you know, walking through the environment and then how they sit and Absolutely. how they... Absolutely, how they're presenting themselves. That's yeah. it. I remember... Actually, and you want to give a fair assessment. Yeah, and, and it's, it's great. I remember one woman, a fantastic woman, and she came into a space and I gave her all the options as to where to sit except for where I was sitting. And then she was asking me halfway through, like, you know, none of the men are looking at me, yet they're, they're looking at you. And I said, well, look where you sat. And you're trying to meet a man, you're wearing all black, you're wearing mm-hmm. a massive diamond ring on your ring finger, <laughs> you, you look married. Why would, you know, if, right. and if they are going to come right. over, 
introduce themselves to you, you don't want that person because you're married to the rest of the world. So I think how yeah. you present yourself, as you said, is very important. And we don't always see what we're putting out there. Right? No, and I tell I tell all the clients take a good look at yourself in the mirror, really, and you know figure out what's working for you, what's not. The reality is, it's, it's everything starts from a physical perspective. Well, that's where it starts. So you want right. to go in, be your best, but but also equally as comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you're not going to be fully present on the date. So you got to be equally comfortable and look your best. You know. Look your best and feel your best. And that's why I always tell people, you know, right. you've got to go home, shake it off. Because mm-hmm. this is something that I hear so often. And I want to hear if you get this. Somebody told me I should just go out there and be myself. So why can't I just be myself? And I said, you can be yourself. But when you go out there, you have to be your best self. Because we all have, mm-hmm. we have our days mm-hmm. where we're not on. And when you go right. out there, per se, you have to be your best self, not just yourself. Right? You just said it, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we could go on and on about this. If somebody <laughs> wants to, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, Layla, how do they go about that? So they can uh, either go onto our website, that's uh, com, and take a look and you can enter some information or you can call us directly at our Toronto office at 416-703-3900. And Layla, last question for you. How long have you been doing this? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, about eight years. Eight years now. Long oh, my time. goodness. And do you get to go to any of the weddings? It's funny. We've had, so we've had three this year. Uh, we've been to two. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, That's it's, wonderful. It's, it's, the, it's the most rewarding career, I would say. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us about your company and just about how people get out there and start meeting people. And don't be adverse to calling a matchmaker. I'm a product of one and you could be too. So, and if you are already in a relationship, then don't be afraid to call Layla and It's Just Lunch. Sounds great. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, Layla. So now, bye. Now, this is our time together, and every week on the show, as you know, I write something, a little moment of inspiration, something to reflect on. It's our intimate pillow talk, and this week, it was something very special about making choices, and for instance, calling a matchmaker is about making choice and what you want to do with your tomorrows, and who do you want to spend it with? So, cuddle up. Grab that pillow, sink in, grab the person beside you if you're with somebody, and let's talk about this. Another precious day of choice. I wake in the morning, my eyes flutter slowly to open, focusing on the light that peeks through the cracks of my inner sanctum. A hint of the day to come is casted upon my walls. I can see the trace of brightness signifying that sunshine awaits my awakening being. Another precious day of choice. Laying there silently, listening for the sounds of the day, I take a deep breath of appreciation for a gift of another dawn, a day to live my purpose with joy and kindness to all, or tackle the challenges that may lead ahead with compassion for myself, another precious day of choice. I call to my big, beautiful heart to feel the day. Every emotion that can touch my divine soul beats through my veins. I rely on head to guide me with its wisdom. Summoning the lessons learned from my yesterdays 
experiences my teacher. Another precious day of choice. My body is stiff as I stand to start my day. I lift my arms to the imaginary sky to embrace the morning of opportunity. Mind, body, soul stretching, ever fiber of my being open, flexible to possibilities. A reminder that each day and life should not be taken for granted. Alternatively, live with purpose. Another precious day of choice. This precious day, a day that you don't ever give back, a day that has no redos, not a dress rehearsal. Ask yourself this, how will I make my day more purposeful? How will I reflect upon the authenticity of the choices I have made? How will I feel as I lay back down tonight to slumber about my accomplishments? And how can I serve myself better when I awake tomorrow? Another precious day of choice. And for those of you who know me and know every week I share a labor of love, that is your labor of love for this week. Ask yourself those questions. Write them down. And then tomorrow, reflect on them. I love sharing this time with you every week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And this week, and as always, I invite you to reach out to me, CherylBesner.com, or through Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. I love hearing your questions, and I'll speak to you again next week, right here. And until we meet again, remember, keep it simply stimulating, because we all know it's all about that kiss. Good night, everybody. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Basner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. Oh, 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 o